0: Have not followed his Triple H horse racing podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 230 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I am your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us tonight as we are going to cover in detail the huge, massive, early pick five. Early pick five carryover this Friday at Aqueduct over $285,000 in the kitty just sitting there waiting for you, me, and everyone else. Hopefully, we're going to give you some great advice and smash that pick five on Friday. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button on the bottom right hand side of the screen, hit the notification bell so you know when new content will arise, and also smash. That like button, we're still waiting for a video that has over 150 likes, so please smash that like button. We greatly appreciate it. Of course, you can reach me on Twitter at hkravitz on my name tag. Bottom of the screen, you'll see my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Also scrolling on the bottom of the screen, we've got a show tonight, another show, 9 p.m. Eastern, Betting and Booz and Boys. will be back to talk about their Super Bowl results and – Equally, if not more importantly, the late pick four at Gulfstream this Saturday. A real nice sequence, plus a lot of other things. And then tomorrow night, flagship show, 8 p.m. Eastern. We are going to cover the huge fairgrounds card on Saturday. Like a glove, it's the Risen Star Stakes. In addition to that, we will have a special promotion with Way Racing. Tony Rowell will be here with some special guests as well, including trainers and TV personalities to talk about why you should buy into Crown's Way Racing, a fantastic syndicate. All that will be tomorrow night starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Check that out. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, Check out our Power Picks below. They've been fantastic this year and last year. It's our very inexpensive tip sheet. Under four dollars every Saturday. Please take advantage. Look below the video player. Uh, and then of course, we have a fantastic uh website uh that was developed uh by one of our great co-hosts, Pete Visco, will be on here in just a second. Check that out, HH Looks like we have one, but uh Deanne is here. Dian, how you doing tonight? I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of people. Uh, as you're watching the show, please make sure you comment. In the live chat on the top right hand side of the screen, we want your opinions of these races. Perhaps you've already looked at the card, it's been out for a while. Perhaps you're just getting some advice for the first time and you don't even know which horses are running. That's our job here to help you out tonight, and we'll be doing that. So please make sure you ask questions in the chat. All right, uh, before we get to the early pick five sequence, let's very quickly bring on my fantastic co host from the East Coast, from Maryland. Pete Visco, Pete, we got big carryover, sir. Are we excited?
1: I mean, you, you got to love the carryover. I'm not sure as I was going through, I, I happened to comment to my wife, who doesn't really give a crap, but I told her anyway, I was like, this might be the worst sequence of races and horses I think I've ever handicapped in my life. So I'm going to be, I'm curious to see how this one turns out. If there's a chance for some bombs, there's a chance for, I think, anything in these races.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, not the highest quad. It's also four um, mile races on the dirt, which is interesting. One six for a long race. So no turf racing, of course. So yep. listen, a three to one in a crappy race pays the same as a three to one. In a. No, green I mean, one, yeah, right, the kit,
1: the the, so, the, the the green is the same on the money, no matter what, how good the race is. Nah. So I'm with you on that.
0: Uh, a few quick things about the weekend. Um, there are a lot of stories. We're not going to talk in detail, but wonder wheel crap, the bad loomed up like she was going to win easily. Didn't get there. Um, I was very proud as a very small owner of Funny How, the New York-bred Philly. Pete was won five in a row, and I don't know if you know this. Actually, many people don't know. I don't think Matt Cuter would mind, but we're pointing her to a grade three, um, which is very exciting. I won't say which race right now. I don't want to spoil too much, but she's pointing to a dirt uh, Philly Mare race, grade three. We couldn't be more excited about her. But uh, for me, uh, other than that, the weekend was a bunch of – uh, crap basically for me to put it lightly <laughs> well
1: I mean I, I know the Wonder Wheel for our power picks I know for my ABC grid the Wonder Wheel hang cost it the pick five which would have been I don't know what it would have paid if Wonder Wheel had come in but still it would have been nice to get to get that ticket home the one thing and we had you know the one thing and, and not counting like Tappet Trice who ran well in a non-derby race the one thing you're noticing is these derby prep races have been sort of underwhelming in the sense of you don't really see anybody rising above the crop and you don't really see anyone and you're like man I really like that horse going forward so i'm hoping with the big point derby race is coming that we'll see some more of those, but even, even looking, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, even looking at the risen star. I'm like, I don't look at that race in the brief handicapping. I did. I don't really look at that race and think, Oh yeah, there's somebody in here. I really, really like as a potential Derby candidate. There's some that if they move up, yes, but nobody's really like really stamped it as, Hey, I really like this horse. And again, not like tap Trice because he hasn't even run in a Derby prep. I'm thinking more just, Derby prep related. So that's the only thing you took out of this weekend from whichever, I forget which race was it. Whatever derby prep race it was. I can't. It was the call. Sam F. Davis. <clears throat> the Sam F, yes.
0: Yes, of course. <laughs> um, we'll be talking about the new the race of the fairgrounds tomorrow. <laughs> Pete, I'll give you a little uh sneak preview. Um there's a horse in the set in the um risen star that I put a little future wager on, backing up Tappa Trice. We'll nice. talk you all. We'll nice. talk about tomorrow night. I think there's a horse that's interesting. Um, high risk, hello, high risk. Uh yes. Funny how for now is staying in New York. Um, who knows? Well, she Ray Handle believes she can travel just fine. She's she's a very well composed filly. Uh, we don't know what we're gonna do. Funny risk. Um, after the next race, which will be New York. Uh, we'll see. There's plenty of good races, Pete, to win money in New York Open Company and New yeah. York red. So it's probably <laughs> not. Sure be a need to you know to travel but you know who knows where where's the breeders cup again oh <laughs> no i don't know she'll be traveling there but i <laughs> hey, made a prediction i hey, did make a prediction know. on this show remember our prediction show ray Handel will have a breeders cup runner Crazy I mean, things have happened nice. it would who be who the nice. hell knows right i don't hey, know. you know
1: what's funny i know people people make fun of the the my race horse the micro shares and stuff but it, it is fun even if you have i don't care the smallest piece you have if you have a horse that you started with as a two-year-old maybe, and they progress and all of a sudden they hit like a graded stakes race and actually can win a graded stakes race. I don't care how much you own, how much you make, any of it. You're still pretty excited as a horse fan just from – because you could see when you, you you own enough of them, you see some of these horses they barely can make it to the track. Yeah. Then when they run, they're crap. Some of them, right. and then you see ones that progress through the ranks and get to a graded stakes and actually can win one. It's yeah. it's pretty exciting. I don't care how big your your stake is. Yeah,
0: no question. Um, I I I've I I've a small percent. I I don't have fifty dollars. I'll say that I have substantially more than that, but it doesn't really matter. My point is, I want to be careful <laughs> with. There's people that have a lot more money into it a lot more you know backing into it so i don't want to walk around and say look how you know stuck my chest out look how cool it is but it is sort of neat to say that you are a stakes winning owner i mean that is undeniable so
1: yeah it's um, not like saying hey i have three shares of apple and you know we had a good year it's not it's not that bad but you have to keep it in perspective i mean it's not like you're sitting there in the room probably making decisions on what the next race is going to be so but I don't think any of that's the point. I think we're all no. in this game because we love the horses, we love the races. And if there's any reason how you can get a percentage, who cares? You're 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 still backing that horse, and you're watching it, and you're you're watching them progress, and it's exciting. No matter. I have a whole wall of my racehorse <laughs> horses back there. Nice. Some of them are graded stakes wins, and they're fantastic. I don't really care if they made me no money. I really didn't care when I was watching it happen. It it was still fun.
0: It is cool, but selfishly, I do have a lot more money in some other Adelphi horses. Well, that you know. Than, well, let's hope they can. Uh, some <laughs> well, of them are up. about. Some of them are in training and uh, going to mm-hmm. be running anyway few quick things from our viewers, and we're going to get started here. Um, I want to mention this. Jim Pilars. thanks for joining the show. Annual subscribers really benefited from this past weekend. Thank you, Howard. So not everyone out there is aware, although we publicized it. If you subscribe to our Power Picks, you do have a choice between monthly subscribers, Pete, or I just started we, – we just started at the end of 2022, a yearly subscription. And, Pete, I do send out an extra video – and we do some extra thing. <clears throat> excuse me, some extra things for our yearly subscribers. And the special video that I sent out to only the year subscribe only yearly subscribers. Both horses won. We had hit show. I know he was only six to five, but a win's a win. And then I also tipped out funny how. Um, so I would mm-hmm. highly recommend if you are a subscriber to our Power Picks, or even if you're not. Check it out. And if you are a subscriber, there's a way to change your subscription, Pete, from monthly to yearly. And you do get some extra benefits from that, including a 10- to 15-minute video that I send out along with the picks every Saturday that are not available to the public. So, Jim, thanks for that uh, shout-out. I do appreciate it. And let's get started, <laughs> Pete, because as JW says, we are you're here right, in the JW. game you're because right, we you're like JW. to gamble. <clears throat> it doesn't matter if it's 20 claimer, 20 main claimers or or g1 so pete without further ado let's just stop me up and, and get started here um pick five carryover it's friday it's the pick five carryover it's the first five pete and listen the, the card came out nice and early i know you agree with this kudos to all these tracks pete they're getting out these races nice and early i hope that a lot of the tracks continue to follow let's go ahead and start uh a look at this pick five here and whoop, I thought I was going to show the screen. I didn't, I have it up, but I didn't have it up. All right, let's get this going here. <laughs> um, And oh, let's put it. By the way, Pete, I, I've got some heartbreaking news. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to get six inches of snow or more tomorrow here in the northern suburbs of Chicago. And dang, they canceled school. So oh, gosh, no. now I have oh, time no. to handicap the races and work on oh, my, my power picks. I'm so disappointed.
1: What a bad day. Oh my oh. God. I'm, I'm surprised you're even able to do this podcast tonight. I, listen, I've
0: got, I've got the Kleenex box ready, but all seriousness <laughs> because of wonderful technology, it is an e-learning day, which means I actually do have to be there for my students. It's actually a normal school day. It's just online, but high school students, They're not a lot of them won't be there. So uh, (laughs) it'll be an easier day. But in all seriousness, I do have things I have to do for school, but I might slip in a few uh, handicapping, you know, between between uh, my uh, during my free hours. I don't have to be just in a conference room working on grading papers. I could be legitimately at home working on some some
1: tickets. That sounds
0: good. Well, well, no, I will be doing some <laughs> school work okay officially i'm doing yes schoolwork. Yes, sorry sorry, sorry. There school that's work. what i that's, don't, what, don't I, that's that, what i that's what i call
1: cashing tickets school work it's just something i, I came see. up with so yes yes of correct. course
0: all right let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the pick five pete it starts with uh main claiming 20 they're going a mile these are three olds this is not the most talented bunch and i don't know about you pete but i just literally looked at the uh, morning lines. Uh, they, I mean, it came out recently. I just saw them like half an hour ago because uh, I was busy after work doing a bunch of things. So let me take these this rolling banner off the screen here. You got a big four to five morning line favorite. Uh, the number two sounds speak uh, sounds spooky. Excuse me for Pletcher and Franco, and I'm getting our picks on the screen here. There they are, and we are both going to go up the favorite. And Pete, as I bring us on screen here. Just to let everyone know, Paul Halloran cannot be here tonight. He's got some work obligations. Uh, when you're in PR, duty calls folks, and he's got some things, a very crazy week. Unfortunately, um, it's not a positive week for him. It's not his fault, of course. That's just the way it goes in the PR world, Pete. So uh, um, yeah. we might have Paul on tomorrow. We might not. But listen, Paul's in our thoughts. I think we can handle it. Uh, we're going with the favor here to start at four to five is a little bit low for my taste. Uh, yeah. David Aragon <laughs> does a great job. This horse looks very obvious, but yikes. These are just not high quality horses.
1: I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, so I, the one thing I do is I, I look at the odds I handicapped without the odds, but then I look at them before I send the picks over and I was like, Ooh, four to five. I knew this horse was a standout, like you said, but four to five to swallow on any horse who three races ago was getting pounded. I mean, that was on the turf, but still, none of these horses really exude any confidence, but, This one, you have Pletcher. I mean, I like a horse. Generally, we like a horse that improves their buyers and shows some natural progression. This horse has done that. They're dropping out of, he's dropping out of made in 40,000 to made in 20,000 claimers. So you figure there's a bit of a class edge there as well. The breeding is fine. So it's not like, I mean, it's a $100,000 horse. It's not like it's some, it's some dud. And then I did have a couple A couple stats, Pletcher, Franco, 33% win, 67% in the money with Maiden claiming races on dirt at Aqueduct. So you figure you keep dropping this horse, eventually you expect him to get a win, and it probably is going to be here, I guess.
0: I I think he's very logical. Now, Pete, I I guess I shouldn't talk about the weather without Paul Halloran, but (laughs) this is not not, uh, Florida. Now, last weekend, we got lucky again. I got a feeling we're not gonna get lucky. I looked at the weather in New York, and looked like tomorrow, Thursday, they're supposed to get like rain. Friday was like an eighty percent chance of rain in the morning, and rain, and it's it's obviously not seventy five degrees there. I got a feeling we're looking at a wet track, Pete. And again, we don't know for sure. But yeah. That's how I handicapped it. I just want to bring that out to the viewers. I wasn't really expecting any particular comment from you, but I just want to mention that well, I, I did, think it I'll will just be say a I track. didn't.
1: So I handicap, I mean, I just don't trust the weather to be right. So I hate, handi- yeah. I'm not going to handicap full, full on. <laughs> Plus with the array of horses in some of these races, I'm not sure if wet or, or dry helps one way or the other.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Jim Pillar says, sounds spooky. and a must use. Not a single. He's running state bread main while others are racing open claim. It's will being an A, but he's going to use the one and others as backups. Pete, that's a good question I wanted to ask you. Uh, sorry, let me go back. Uh, state bread Maiden 40 to open 20. To me, it's a lateral move. I'm going to respectfully disagree with Jim. How do you take that class move?
1: I mean, I I I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know without the horses. I mean, I think you can have state bred horses at a higher level that are just better than what's in the open races. So, I feel like each one's a case by case. I don't get too I don't get too bogged down in it. It's different. I mean, at this level where these horses just aren't performing that well. I can't get too tied up in that. I mean, so he's the one who has been showing at least a little bit of something and by based on buyers and based on the buyers from the winners of those races, they seem to be better than even some of the open company races. So I'm going to go by that more than the actual title of the race and the condition of the race.
0: Pete, you can tell that it's a bit difficult in behind the two because you've got two horses in second and third that are completely different from my second and third. Yeah. You have steady progress. There's four to one morning line for a nightpole chatter pole, certainly capable of winning. Did bounce up to a forty six buyer, but got an absolutely dream trip and just a race that um, is not very good, frankly, and was eleven to one. So this is a horse I would personally fade, but I totally get, you know, why this horse can win. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, again, th- this is with not a ton of confidence. I think this one, once this one dropped back down. So the, the debut was in the slop. So again, if it's wet, you don't know. The debut was in the slop. So I gave this one a little credit to say, okay, drop down to maiden 20 ran a decent race. Like you said, didn't necessarily do a whole lot and just sort of fell into second basically, yeah, yeah. but it's still better than what some of these horses are doing. There's a little bit of progression the the chatter Paul is two for 99 wins at aqueduct lifetime or in the last five years. The only thing was has a win in two seconds in his last three races that he's trained at aqueduct. So maybe, 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 maybe knife hall is on the, is on the upswing as well. So, Again, I don't mean to sound wishy-washy, but it's not like I went into any of the picks in this specific race with a with a whole ton of confidence.
0: Yeah, you've got Storm D uh, in third. Listen, I've got the five. That's my business. My only thought with the five here is I'm trying to find some kind of fresh face, different kind of look. And this is the horse that he's... Um, uh going a mile for the first time and he's got some distance breeding. Old Blue yes. Eyes, Mucho Macho Man and Blinker's off. I'm just looking for some kind of angle, Pete. I mean, I have no idea. But uh, I mean, I again, the source is running a 40 and a 41. It's not like sp- the, the two is like some kind of monster. So no. if someone can find a way to improve six, seven points, they're right there. And I've got the one in third. Again, Disturbed looks like a disturbing horse. But again, this horse has dropping down, Pete. Blinkers on again. I'm just looking for equipment changes. I'm just looking something. for something that's different because I don't think this two has to win, but he's just very logical.
1: No, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I would have taken any of the. I Wait, think you if the, I did, oh, sorry. Uh, i going today, betting, actually. Boozing coming
0: 100%. There you go, um, Kyle Roscoe. Sorry, go ahead, Pete. Yeah, with
1: the, with the five, the one thing I was going to say was. It's been, it looks like potentially is going to be a come from behind kind of horse and it have been chasing really slow paces. I'm not sure you're going to get much different here, but Hey, maybe that horse will get lucky one of these times. And again, when you pick the blinkers off, who knows what it's going to do. Yeah. I'm with you. You're, you're fishing for any sort of change or any sort of something that's going to change the, change the luck or change the, the style or something of one of these horses to bring them up.
0: And sounds spooky. The the cool the, the well, I don't know about cool, but interesting here, Pete. And we'll move on. Is I don't know about you, but I am not playing a pick four if I lose the first race. So no, no, if, no, no. if I decide just cold, stone, you know, stone cold single the two, I'll be out with probably oh, I don't know, like seventy percent of the people are going to be out. I think a lot of people are the single this too. So it's a very interesting betting dichotomy. He's obvious, but you single him? And please, please, everyone, and I know Pete Visco will agree with me, please don't say to yourself, oh, I can't single the two, it's the first race, I have to be alive, yeah, stop no. it, stop it, no, you do not have to be alive, you have to win the freaking pick Five, that's what you got to do, right Pete? <laughs> doesn't matter
1: how you do it, yes, you never, Absolutely I mean, not. we all get that thought in your head you just have to sort of fight it off. Real quick, one thing on the two, which this happened this weekend too, and it doesn't happen often. And this is such a small field and it's not a lot of time forms in here but the the two has the top time form early pace and late pace figure that very rarely happens in a race. It happened once over the weekend. I don't even remember what the horse did, but it's just a rare thing and you look at it and go, well, this horse is the best on the best early speed. So it could just go to the top in a race like this and has enough kick maybe. So I don't know. That's why I'm, you'll, I don't have to preview our pick five, but I'm singling this one just because I figured, there's other ones I want to go deep in. I so. will
0: wait just to uh, keep Yes, the guessing we need game. Yes, we need to but play yeah, our the, guessing the game. game yes, really yes, yes, All right, yes. P, let's go on to the next race You see our picks on the bottom of the screen. We are a little bit different here. Race two uh, is 20,000 claimers. They're going a mile. This is for older fillies and mares, of course, is on the dirt. There is a coupling, which I know you and I despise with a passion, but there is a, <laughs> a coupling here for Englehart and Dylan Davis. The more line favorite here is for the Kansas Marcy barn and Franco again on the number uh, three, who's coming out of the two hole blue paint five to two morning line. Pete, you're going to go with the one. I'm not sure. I don't know if you are going to type in, I like to type in one a if I like the one a more. So I'll just let you talk on, you know, because we don't know one might scratch or not. So I appreciate here after I'm done babbling, if you clarify that, but <laughs> you are going with a coupling one for Engelhart and Dylan Davis
1: yeah, I, I sort of like the I guess if I had to pick one, I think I like the the 1a a little bit better. I okay. mean this one is a I mean it's been knocking the, the thing is though this one's been knocking around eight years old now she's she's getting up there. she's not as if you look at her last four since or I guess I should say last three since the claim, but I include the the fourth one there since it was the end of with the last trainer. The one thing I did like, even though she's eight, you know, she popped that 66, got claimed, then ran two in the slop. So they were pretty disappointing races and the buyer's bad. They lost by a lot of lengths, but I can maybe say, look at the slop. That's no good. This horse doesn't have a great record in the slop. Then comes back again, it's claiming 10. So it's pretty low, but still at least won the race comfortably, ran a nice race Again, I'm, it's, this isn't the best of fields, but this horse is only two for 25 wins, or not two for 25 wins, sorry, only seven for 25 wins, but 15 out of 25 at Aqueduct, so likes the track, 10 out of 13 in the money at the distance. There's just some things that I like about this one, as opposed to there are some negatives, but I figure now I'm getting two, and I don't dislike the one, so I, I think it sucks when you, you hate one of the entry mates, and... Or if you like maybe the longer shot in this one, I don't mind the one as well. They actually ran one, two last time, which I always yeah. like. <laughs> so I, I just kind of like the combination of the two. I think they both have a shot. There's negatives against them both. I actually had one quick stat. So if you look at it, Jeffrey Engelhart on the one Indian Bella. So first after the claim, Engelhart's 30% or at Aqueduct specifically, He's 30 percent, 12 for 40, which is a decent enough sample size. But then if you drill down, he's only one for 17 first after the claim in route races. So that's Hmm. just one where you want to go that extra layer down sometimes in the stats because you're like, man, 30 percent. That looks awesome. But then maybe for some reason he's more comfortable with sprinters. Who knows the 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 reasoning behind it? But that's where I'm going to go.
0: Okay, um, and they're both eight-year-old ma- mares. Um, I mean,
1: you're going with the old, the one eight beat the oldies one last goodies. time, like
0: Pete said. I actually prefer the one, the flat one of the coupling, because she's got a little more rest. Um, it's a new claim for Englehart. She's got more back class. I don't know. I mean, it's a bit yeah. of a, a bit of a guess, frankly. You're going with the five in second. I looked at the source real carefully. out the source in third, I thought she'd be a higher moine line, but she's four to one. The source coming in from Parks for Rudy. Um, has back numbers, has not been very good in her last two. Uh, yeah. But, you know, maybe she didn't like the rail last time. I mean, it's a bit of a guessing game. Three for four in the money uh, on the wet, Pete.
1: Well, that was – that. my thing with this one was at least there's something with her I can point to where there's some good races that I think could beat this field. Now, the issue is she came out of the Brad Cox barn. So, you figure that Sorry. racing. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah that guy yeah, yeah that guy he's he's pretty <laughs> decent right so you figure that race in july on the july 20th that was the last one with cox she ran really well 70 buyer wins the race the yeah. next one it comes off the turf so that's fishy enough as it is but it was still maybe had a little bit of the cox juice not juice in like a in like a I, nefarious yeah, way yeah. you know what i mean has like some of the cox to her still and Vitamins. then the, yes, the she's just the good training methods is yeah, what I'm going for. No, and no. then the next two, though, are back on the, then they, she starts going increasingly downward, at least in terms of buyers and results. So at that one, that was my concern with this horse. But if she can recapture those prior races, I think she's as good as anyone here.
0: Ah, uh, Pete. This is why I love our viewers on the bottom of the screen. I did not know this. According to Jim Plars, the Engelhart said, "Oh, You okay. only run one of these two: one A on dry, the flat one on wet." Interesting. So I'm guessing it's gonna be wet. I'm guessing he only runs the one. Does that change your usage of the coupling one that won't be a coupling?
1: Not for me because I still like the one okay. A more. So on the dry track, I like the one A more anyway. There and, you go, Victor. One, yeah. <laughs> why one two, well, I two and do.
0: one will do absolutely. Yes. Um, so either yeah.
1: way, I, I still would probably stick with the one. Again, the one in this race for me isn't like a stone cold top choice. It's more okay. of on the same level, maybe with the five and maybe a, just a notch above the two for me. But those two, the one and the five, are on sort of the A level for me anyway. Okay.
0: I'm going with the who I think will be the favorite, the number three. Uh, blue paint. Again, this drop down I think will matter quite a bit. I don't like the 0 for 6 at Aqueduct, and I don't like the 0 for 5 on Wet Pete. So this is <laughs> obviously not any kind of singular. I, I'm spreading big time here because those are two angles I just don't like. I mean, yeah. but she's been facing much better. So you got to take that into consideration. Again, we don't know what the track condition is going to be anyway, but I just like the drop down here. This is a big jockey change, a huge jockey change Pete, from Gonzalez to Franco. You have to take that into consideration on days like this, especially. So do I love this horse? No. Is she logical? Yes. She's like the two horse in the first leg, but not as obvious to me, if that makes it like the obvious best horse to me, but absolutely not a, not a single candidate at all.
1: Um, No, I'm with you. And I I actually, this was my, when I was deciding between the two and the three for my third spot, basically I was, I was down to the same things. There wasn't really one thing. She was a little, she came back a little flat in 2023 so far. Again, it's a better company than we're in here, but she just seemed a little flat. So maybe the drop down will help that. Maybe the switch to Franco helps that. I did have a, uh, Cantermachi Franco combo at Aqueduct is two for 23 wins. So that wow. sort yeah, of. a lot wins. of negative
0: stats tonight. That's going to make you. Well, I'm shocking
1: Pete. with these fantastic horses. I'm so surprised. Yeah. But, well, yes, of course. Uh, Can
0: I just real quick, we'll move on. I want to mention Green Gots. I don't know if you have the four anywhere, Pete. I have the four right now as a B, as in boy. Again, it's a drop down. Yes, it's state bred, but it's still allowance. I still consider this a drop down. This jock, you know, this horse is getting a lot of weight. I'm not a weight guy, Pete but this is like 10 pounds, eight. This is a, this is a, yep. a big weight change. And this jock can win some races. Um, she's not the worst pick. I mean, you're trying to do some guessing game. I, anyway, I I'm spreading, I'm using the four So It's not like I'm afraid of some horse that's going to run off the screen in this race. So I don't know. I'm, I'm very deep and I hate to do that in a smallish kind of field, but I don't know I what have, the hell going to happen in this race. I, I have the
1: four. The four would, if I'm, and I don't know if I'll do this for this sequence, but if I was doing an ABC, I probably have the four as a B as well. But I also had a, I had her as a underneath, you know, an underneath kind of horse. Sure. If I was playing exotics or something, Gringotts okay. is cool. I'm a Harry Potter fan. Gringotts. I want to root for that horse. So, and, and the one thing you can look at it's way, way back in April of last year, but last time was actually in a straight claiming race, ran a nice race. So if you can look back at that and say in and it would lost to Indy and Bella and ran okay. pretty well against Indy and Bella, who's probably going to be a little bit lower. So
0: I am not too familiar with Harry Potter. I didn't even know the Gringotts uh, reference. So if that makes well, me a horrible person, I apologize to you and all I the uh, fans of Harry Potter out there. <laughs> all right, let's go to rate. Now, here's where my opinions, Pete, get a little more strong. I would
1: say <laughs> this is where I go. The opposite, but you can see oh, my really? pick five ticket. I start getting deeper and deeper as the races go. Yeah, yes. That,
0: that's well, yeah. I don't mean I'm going to go lighter. I just mean, I have a better. Uh, oh, okay. What's okay. Going to happen. okay. Uh, let, let's you. go to race three. See our picks on the bottom of the screen. We are similar, but we're different. We have the same second and third Pete, but completely different horses on top, which is very interesting. Uh, the race. Three sorry, the and it's the third leg too. We're not used to saying that, also, Pete. That the third leg is race three. Um, This is main special weight, (laughs) main special weight. Uh, this is New York Reds, they're going a mile once again. Four year olds and up, keep that in mind. These are older horses, uh, going the distance. And you see, this is an eight horse field. Uh, with the more line favorite is the number three spirit of St. Louis, a first time starter for Chad Brown and Manny Franco. We both have that horse in second. Pete, you're going to go with the number six, Squid Gamer, a horse I do not have anywhere for Charlie Baker, who certainly can win, and George Vargas. I believe this is a first-time starter.
1: Yes. And it's funny. I actually, you and I differed on the top, the five and the six, I have them both as a, so I'm with you when we get to the five as well. I, okay. I like the five as well. The six in a, in one of those, it's the, maybe the devil, the devil you don't know yet where I don't love a yeah. ton of the other horses. And I was looking at this one and the couple things I can point at, I did like the work three back. That was pretty strong. And then yeah. it sort of eased into this race a bit. The Sire, 17% wins with three-year-olds and up first-time starters. The Dam side is 20% with four-year-old and up, just overall, not first-time starters. Charlton Baker's been sort of red hot at this meet to begin with. So, you know, you're getting someone who's been comfortable over the track. A couple negative stats. Uh, Baker's three for 36, first-time starters on dirt at Aqueduct. And one for 11, first-time starters in route races. But I feel like this one... Breeding wise Baker's hot. I like the works. At least we're seeing some works coming in that are, that are productive. And at 10 to one in a race where I don't think there's huge standouts. That's a horse that I'll want to have on the A line of my ticket.
0: I love Charlie Baker. Um, My feeling with this horse is I don't like him debuting at a mile and you, I'm glad you mentioned those stats speed. I, if this was a sprint, I'd be more interested in this horse um we're not gonna be able to see the board of course we have no idea yeah. um i have this horse as a c as in cat right now um I, I i think you brought some excellent points and that is a very good breeze but i will say and i know this because of funny how pete who's been training the train trap in, in general has been pretty quick uh not recently but back in january was so i'm not poo-pooing the 47 and four i just want to bring up the point that a lot of horses have been working a little bit faster uh, on paper than it might look. So, um, but But I do think
1: there was a lot of workers that day. And when you get one, everyone has the same, everyone has the same benefit of the faster track. So if you're, it's like saying in the NFL where they're like, well, so-and-so's, can, has a lot of passing yards because of the, we throw a lot now. I'm like, but if you still are the leader, you're still better than everyone else, no. even though you have the same advantages. So in this one, that was, and again, I'm looking at a, this is a big spread race for me. So we're going to, we can okay. talk about a few of them as we get through.
0: Well, we're going to move pretty quickly. Spirit of St. Louis, you have in second. Ivan have in second. uh, Rafua, uh you have in um, third. We I have, have in third. third yeah. Um, I do have some see some stats, but we'll let let's talk about a few things that I've got written down here, Pete, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Spear of St. Louis. Chad Brown does not have great stats going a mile on dirt. I don't know if you have that, uh, but you can mention in a second. This is a full brother to Bar of Gold. Bar of Gold was the, the Breeders' Cup winner. Actually, a little more um, turfy pedigree. This three, and yeah. I don't like the fact that um, he's waiting until. To, de- to debut until he's four. I don't really like that. I went back to look at all the works. I don't know if you ever do this, Pete, but I looked back at all the works because I want to see, like, why did this horse debut so late? I know it might be hard for people to see. Let me explain. This horse was working his two-year-old year. So when he was a two-year-old, Pete, if you can look carefully, he was working over the summer at Saratoga, right? Then if you guys can see what I'm going to highlight right here, he worked on Ju- July 21st of 20. 20- one and then have this big break until january so obviously something went wrong there pete right he's hoping to debut him as a two-year-old then yeah. there's big break works in january and then there's another were a break until may of last year so he's had some issues work 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 and then again um july uh, june 28th at saratoga last summer and then doesn't whoops i didn't want to do that and then another break let me get rid of that and then another break until november so these are negatives. Jeez, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> these, are, these are negatives to me, Pete, where yeah. this horse just had a lot of issues. Now, the positive is it's Peter Brandt. Chad Brown is staying with him. It's the Bromans. I mean, there's a lot of positives, but this horse has had his issues. So if I didn't see any breaks, I would like, ooh, I could almost single this horse maybe or something silly. But there's been issues with this horse with the breaks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. And obviously, there's going to be there has to be some bad reasoning why a horse doesn't debut till four, yeah. no matter what's happening. So especially a horse that costs $300,000, you know, you figure this is one that they maybe wanted to get on the track, obviously, a little bit earlier. Yeah. But if you look at if you, if you, I agree with you, you have to take that into consideration, especially with a two to one favorite. If you ignore some of that, this horse is coming in at least looks like maybe the ship has been righted, has been working steadily finally, and actually has some good works, but yeah, this isn't a horse that I'd be super confident. I would definitely not single this horse. I mean, if it was a, if it was on turf and you had a Chad on turf, maybe that had some of those questions, maybe that would be different, but on dirt not necessarily.
0: I'm not going to show the review replay because I don't want this to go on for 90 minutes tonight, Pete, but he, he ran perfectly fine. He ranged up to a decent horse um, and that horse just sort of went on with it. This horse that he lost to uh, Callaloo, as you can see, um, had got an 80 buyer that day and had a 79 buyer before. So yeah. the seven lost to a good horse last time, but he got a perfect tripper range up and had no chance. And he's all for 10. Now an 0 for eight crushed me out of a late pick five at, at San Nita on Saturday. So, which was killer for me. So, cause it was paying in the thousands. So, I'm just negative to 0 for, 7, 0 for 8s and 0 for 10s. I just don't like these kind of horses, Pete. Let me quickly talk about the five tiebreaker. By the way, real uh, quick, I is... just,
1: the only thing on roof, I like the Cancel move, the pickup of Cancel. Okay. That could be a positive. Just wanted to mention that before yeah. we forget. Yeah.
0: No, uh, Cancel uh, is a better rider than Gomez, for sure. Yeah. I can't argue that. Tiebreaker is my price play of the sequence, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you a few things about tiebreaker. And Andy Serling, by the way, was on Steve Bick's show yesterday morning and mentioned this horse as someone that's interesting. For those of you that um, agree with Andy Serling or, or respect his opinion, I certainly do. That's not why I picked this horse, though. Tiebreaker, first of all, is a claim um, – or, sorry, a new purchase for – a new acquisition for, for David Duggan. Uh, Duggan – now, first off the claim – this is not a claim, but – First time off the claim, he's nineteen percent, forty six percent in the money. And what I'm going to do right now, and I'm literally doing this for the first time, Pete, because I looked at the claiming stats. Let's see what he is. Just first time with the horse. Um, uh, first time after after trainer switch. Let's see what he is. Twenty four percent, forty eight percent, Pete. So and actually, I had pretty darn good.
1: I, I had a, so if you drill down even a little bit more, and I did on dirt and aqueduct for that. Yep. And I guess obviously it lowers the sample size, but it was six for 14 wins and nine for 14 in the money. So I I like that, even though it is a a smaller sample size.
0: Here's another one with this, you know, with Rodriguez, who doesn't win too often. He's an 8% jockey. With a Duggan with this guy is 23%, Pete. Yeah. 55% in the money. So when Duggan is a live horse, he goes to this jockey this is he's uh also first time gelding for those people that like that there's just, and the most important thing to me is the speed angle he's got this 106 time for Pete I don't know about these first time starters I don't like the seven very much I'm looking for a fresh face I think tiebreaker is aggressive out of the gate I think he can wire this field I think he can do it at eight to one this is my price play of the sequence Pete
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I had a really hard okay. time narrowing these downs and this was one that was definitely in consideration for my win spot. And I don't even remember. And honestly, I don't even remember why I chose some of the other ones over this one. They're all sort of on the same level for me. So I really like this horse. Definitely an a for me as well. Um, he's also dug is also good sprinter route. I know it's only going seven to, to a mile, right? I think we're at yes. a mile, right? Yeah. Seven yes. to a mile. So, but has some pretty good stats there too. So every he's comfortable with everything that's happening. The only thing yeah. I don't love is you got two two times off a layoff. Now you're on the third trainer. Again, even if you like the trainer, it's just a lot of inconsistency and you can't get them, you know, you're not getting a feel for a horse. That's the, I, that might've been my only drawback. And that's what maybe pushed this one down a little bit, but hundred yeah. percent I'm with you. And I, I'd love to see this one if we huh? can get double digits for sure.
0: Fair enough. He's been working steadily. Aiden Sand, last thing. Um, this is a, a horse trained by um, Michelle uh, Gian Giulio. Does a great job. Marshall Graham, Ten Strike Racing. Um, if people are wondering why is the source in this race, he just won by five. He had a bute overage, which is not an illegal substance. It's just it's a medication issue. So um, unfortunately, this horse for Ten Strike lost the purse money, and then therefore is technically not um, a winner yet. So. Uh, I want to mention that I actually did reach out to Marshall Graham, um, and he mentioned it was a butte overage, and it was just something sort of harmless mistake. And those are that's the way it goes. So I don't know if I love the source. I mean, he's obvious, but that was a very weak field. I'm using him though because I have respect for the trainer and Pennington and Ten Strike. I just have a feeling someone else is better. But I mean, I'm using this horse. He could win.
1: I use yeah, I have I used it as well. It was uh, one of the one of the last ones added to my ticket. You can't discount that last race. I didn't love the fact that it took multiple drop downs to get to that point and to get to I that agree. win. That was the thing that was sort of the negative for me. But other than that, I mean, if he runs that race from last time, that just as easily that could bury this field. In all honesty, if that if that same race comes about,
0: yeah, no question. Uh, a few quick comments, again, from Jim. Uh, they, the Chad Brown firster none over four furlongs with the works. Um, this is a mile race. He thinks there would be uh, longer works to prep for the deb- uh, debut. It's a fair point, Jim. I guess that's a good point. Dan mentions Aiden Sand switching from six to seven to a mile it seems awkward. Um, sure, I guess, Deanne. Um I'm guessing there weren't a lot of spots that were available um, to run in. And he's, by, he's actually sort of sprinty on the breeding. So, Deanna, that's a good point. But again, there's no killers in this race. So, different trainer,
1: too. So, you don't know if for some yep. reason they're just trying something new.
0: Fair point. Let's move on to the next race, Pete. We got two more left to uh, cover here. The next race is race four, and it's leg four. These are 35 claimers. We just keep going up the claiming ladder, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> 35 claimers. Uh, this is uh, where's the distance there? It is one mile. This is one mile again. Uh, Open Company 35. These are um, not non-winners of three races lifetime. So it's condition claimer. Um, I was a little surprised when I saw the line from David Aragonia. The Moyline favorite, um, I thought the one would be the favorite. I didn't think that this horse would be eight to five. Complete agenda for Linda Rice and Jose Lascano. And again, we are going different horses on top. You're going with Breadman for Randy Prasad and uh, Torres what uh, a six to one more line. What do you like about this one, Pete?
1: Yeah, I was hoping to get a little bit of a, a little bit of a price here, especially like okay. you said, I, w- I was surprised with the one being being so low. I like that. The when you look at in the claiming races, this horse has been just pretty competitive, especially Especially in the last few, the last, you know, four out of the three out of the last four, I should say, were in the claiming ranks, regardless of what level they were. And it just seems like that's where this horse sort of is at his best. He's that's sort of his levels, regardless of whether 16, 25. Now we're in 35. So we're moving up. I like the lifetime buyer top last out was sitting a little closer too. it was a really slow pace. So maybe that had something to do with it, but I like maybe that, Hey, in these past races, this horse was just way too far back. Maybe if we can get this one a little bit closer, it doesn't like to win two for 16, but who knows if maybe we can get a little bit of a change in style and sit at the claiming ranks where I think this horse is comfortable, then maybe we can repeat that race or even the race three back, I think can beat this field.
0: You know what I like, Pete, is we're really giving viewers a lot of options. And just to let everyone know, we do not talk before the show at all on who we like. And Pete and I are going to be wrong more than we're going to be right. I mean, everyone is more wrong than they're right. If anyone tells you otherwise, in this this crazy game we play, they are lying. But Pete, you and I handicap slightly differently, but using a lot of the same principles. And I think it's refreshing, frankly, that we're giving – of the viewers out there and listeners a lot of different options maybe you totally agree with Pete maybe you totally agree with me whatever go with whatever you like again once you bet it's your opinion uh, not ours as our wonderful co-host um Kyle Roscoe likes to say I don't like bread man at all I hear what you're saying I think that 78 is fake it was in a extremely slow pace I don't know where it came from. He does have races that are that are on the go back that are competitive. I've got this source as a C. Would I, you know, roll over and be shocked if he won, Pete? No, not my cup of tea, but totally get it. Uh, you have listen. I I let me go full screen for a second, Pete. I think it's important for a second for me to say this. I've had the pleasure to over the last two years talk with some of the brightest minds in the game on many of our shows, and one thing I've learned from a lot of people is there's nothing wrong with going with a price as long as you back it up with solid opinions. Sometimes price shots are going to work great, as they've had for both of us on this show. Sometimes they're going to be a total disaster. But you know what? If you do your research, you do your handicapping, you can't blame or rip someone for going with a price as long as it's sound and there's some backing. I don't say, oh, I like this 20-to-1 because I like the trainer. What? No, that, that that's not a good reason. I'm not saying Breadman's 20-to-1. My point, Pete, is... Everyone out there, you have an opinion, use it. If you like a price and you hear someone likes a price, take that opinion for what it's worth, only if it's sound backing and it's from someone you respect. Don't just say, well, I like this 30 to one. Say, ooh, this person likes the 30 to one, but why? There's reasons, right, Pete?
1: Yeah, you get that sometimes where someone just throws it out so they can, maybe if it hits, you take credit for it. And if it doesn't, nobody remembers anyway. The one thing I will say, because I listen to, a lot of horse racing podcasts and have over the years, you don't necessarily have to listen to agree with, hey, so-and-so likes the five, that's who I'm going to pick. But they may say something about the horse that you like or you don't like. And it may be just a point that you missed or a point that you didn't think of. And to me, that's part of the benefit of listening to these two. And that's why we like to cover a bunch of horses is to say, maybe there's something I like about a horse that you completely dislike, but that doesn't matter. If it's something you like, then that could be a, a data point that pushes you over the top on a certain horse. And so that's where I think you can get out of this. It doesn't have to be, hey, I'm gonna ride Howard's picks today, but I like what Howard is saying about these horses. Or I don't agree with that methodology, so I'm not going to pick
0: that one. Just well, unless one. it's a BCBC where Drew Cody puts ninety, you know, thousand or Matt Miller wins. I mean, in general, people are winning a lot of money because they're not betting favorites, and so there's nothing wrong. Listen, we can be chalking weasels feet just like the next guy when it's necessary. I mean, I I loved um, you know Hit Show who was six to five this weekend. It's not exactly an original opinion. You got to go with what you what you got in front of you. My You're point also, is, don't, oh, don't be afraid to take prices, people, and be contrarian. That that That's my point.
1: Well, we're also, we're going over, when we do our shows, we're going over sequences. And you don't want to throw a favorite out of a sequence just because you right. want to get a price. If you think the favorite has a good or better shot at winning the race. I mean, in a sequence, it's different. Then you might say, no, I'm not betting this horse to win as the favorite. But including them in a sequence is a different conversation.
0: Absolutely. Um, You've got the one second. Let me talk about the one because I've got the one. Yeah, please. You go ahead. Um, I I don't like this eight to five at all. And again, I love David Aragon. I think he does a great job. I just wouldn't bet the source at eight to five. My life depended on it. I mean, that's crazy. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. He did race against Dr. Love two back. I thought actually Dr. Love ran better two back than complete agenda so i don't think the one is really that much better than the two even though i have the one first i think there is some speed in this race i do like the change back to lascano um maddie oliver is a nice apprentice jockey but but she's not lascano um this is just a logical horse to me i don't have a lot to say i do think the number six from uh, another mother is interesting and not because it's ray handle but that is one of the reasons This horse has been involved, Pete, in just fast pace after fast pace. As you guys can see on the screen, all these red coded numbers means this horse has been involved in fast pace. This 107 early time form, Pete, is clearly the fastest in this race. And unless, you know, a horse like the number three, Irish Exit, or maybe the number two, Dr. Love Goes, Pete, I think the six could be free and loose here. And although his form is not great, I trust that Ray Handel could turn him around and I love the six to one. So I think this horse is definitely live. I'm going one, six, two. I don't have anything else to add here.
1: No, I, and I agree with you on the six. That's why I have, I have that horse in third. I mean, I, you always like a horse who just based on the sort of the pace scenario looks like yeah. could get loose. And again, Dylan Davis is up, but also this source does have races like that last one. I, I almost tossed it because both was in a hot pace and was on the lead and the two horses who were who were sort of knocking heads both fell to basically second to last and last. So it was sort yeah, of a not case basically to la- they they did they, I'm did. Sorry. they did they did. So right? yep, yep.
0: again from another we should show this race, Pete. There's three horses that are running you know on, on Friday. From another mother is the four. Um, obviously didn't get to the lead, and the four looks like he needs the lead. Complete agenda, yeah. I believe, is the one right here. And Doctor Love, who actually I thought maybe ran the best race, is the nine out here in red. And we'll just go ahead and fast forward to the stretch. Um, you see there, look at Dr. Love, Pete. Let me go full screen. Dr. Love here is four across the track. Meanwhile, Complete Agenda is going to pick up the pieces late. And you see from and on the mother, it's going to you know tire late. But again, the horses, the two and the four that were one, two to start this race, finished last and second to last. So the pace flow absolutely helped number one Complete Agenda right here.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that was the reason why I wasn't fully supportive of the one in this race. Cause I think the six potentially could be lone speed and we don't get this hot pace and the one or complete, I should say completed. Oh, there were one in both races, complete yeah, yeah. agenda yeah. is just so slow out of the gate. So yeah. there's almost no chance that horse isn't going to be way in the back. So if we do get a slow enough pace, maybe it compromises that horse. And if you're looking to beat, I don't know if the horse will be eight to five, but if you're looking to beat a horse, who's going to be at least low odds, that's something you can maybe hang your hat on. It's like, maybe this one's just not going to get the pace to run into. And even if it runs its race might not get up for the win. So I'll take that. If I'm trying to beat a favorite.
0: Yeah, what? Well, and I look at that race to me, the nine ran better than the one. And I know again, Howard, why are you going to the one? I just think the one's the better horse, but not by a lot. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Let's go on to the last leg here. As we close out, The pick five. And before they um, come on to the track, Pete, for the uh, last race, we do. Hold on a second. Ah. Perfect. Gotta play this. Pete. I'm gonna try very hard (laughs) to play that at the beginning of the sequence, (laughs) not the end, when really makes absolutely no sense from a show uh, perspective. Well, it
1: happens before every race, so I guess technically it doesn't matter.
0: It does. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, let's. Where are we going here? There we go, Pete. I have a very, very, very strong opinion in this race five. Actually, it's my strongest opinion of the entire sequence. And again, when I say opinion, I don't mean a single necessarily. I just think how the race is going to develop. Race five, Pete. We'll show right here. It's a main special weight. There are only six furlongs. What happened?
1: Look at Look that. No mile.
0: Uh, these are restricted three-year-old fillies. You see the field here. It's a nice field of eight. More line faves the number seven, fabulously funny for Dutro and Lascano. Pete, that's where you're going with the close out the last leg here.
1: Yeah. And this was one where we talk about, we handicapped prior to the odds. And when I was watching that race, I was like, Oh man, I really liked, I really like this horse. I hope this horse isn't, isn't bet too far down. And then it comes up and, and this horse is the two to one favorite. So, if you look, I mean, again, you don't have to necessarily show it, but in the debut, nope, we got to show it. We got to show that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah there's four we, horses. We Never it. mind. Yeah. There's four in there.
0: Yeah. Two, five, seven, eight. You want to pay attention to the two and five, especially Pete, correct? And actually,
1: there was, I had to watch this race like four times for each of the horses because they all had something. A little bit of a problem. So right, go ahead. I'll let
0: you we'll just watch the whole thing. We're we're we got a few minutes here. But if Again, you watch, watch the two, especially Fabasy funny, I would say. Yeah.
1: So that two sort of Yeah, there you go. So the two stop. and actually you could see if you were looking at the head on, you could see that the two um sort of tum you know, sort of goes down a little okay. bit, not to the knees necessarily, but you could see sort of the the drop down and then sort of rushes up, but now look, they're all just bunched together and they're, and they're sort of all just ganging up on this, on the leader. So you that have that Shuffle city boys and girls. Right yeah. There, look right? at that. I mean, it's crazy. And then you yeah. see the, okay. So we got no,
0: pr- is getting a perfect trip from this point forward. Speltorini looks, looks a nice trip. That's the yep. eight on Friday. I just want to mention that. Go ahead.
1: Pete. Yes. Yes. That one is getting a perfect trip. And plus the nine horse senior prank who winds up winning this race. Yeah. Actually looks like a pretty solid horse. So at least in the debut, the next one came back, went all the way up in stakes. So it wasn't a great run, but that's a pretty big jump all the way up in the stakes. So then you see angles
0: out and you think would have a big shot at this point. And here this there's fabulously funny on the wrong lead and finally gets her act together.
1: Yep. Then starts coming a little bit and you see, yeah, you could see. Right. He has to the angle out. Spelterini's coming, the two's coming, the nine is sort of holding on for, yeah, relatively comfortably, risk-free, I don't necessarily love, I didn't, wasn't the greatest of trips in the world, but I didn't like the fading there, so, I mean, I like those too, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't have the... What do I so have what do we next? take out
0: of it, Pete? People at home like, okay, so what, do you, so what does that mean? I mean, what I'm taking
1: out of it is I just think, especially what I liked about Fabulous Funny was it was his her first race. So there was a learning experience there. She stumbled out of the gate a little bit. She she got pinched. We can't really see it again. If you're looking at, if you were yeah, really focusing on the
0: head on, on their own, yeah. got
1: pinched against the rail a little bit, then moved to make a move and also got shut off again. So that was just a lot of stuff that happened in a horse's first in their debut. So I'm thinking that could be a good learning experience. Now you're coming back, you're facing some of the same horses who you just almost out finished anyway, even after that tough trip, practical joke is great sprinter this horse costs 210,000 i like lascano up i think this one hopefully just gets a better trip and again that's why i assume all those reasons are why this horse was a 2 to 1 morning line favorite though
0: i got a negative stat that even though i have the horse in second and and she's very logical i was surprised i thought dutro would be better second time out only 3 for 35 feet second yeah, time yeah. starter so yep um that was a negative to me my general feeling pete here's my strong opinion i'm going to put us on full screen here here's my general opinion i don't like the race i i, I don't like the race i know <laughs> the seven had trouble and i'm using the seven i think you only need i, I do not like spell at all i'm not i'm not even gonna use that horse at all i'm fading the eight spell in this race Pete, on friday if she wins i lose I don't like the fact that Mod hasn't improved this horse. That's very rare for a Mod horse, Pete. Had that note. first yeah. time out and just going backwards as a, I mean, as a newly turned three-year-old, I just she can win. I suppose I'm totally against her. Here's my strong opinion. To me, it's either the seven or first-time start number four, Swanson Lake. Now, Swanson Lake is interesting. This horse, Pete, is trained by McCarthy, and here's what I like about this horse: a lot of things, hundred seventy thousand, Keelan in September. Constitution of a scat daddy, um, you know, mayor, uh, has been working well. Now, look where this horse has been working, P. This horse has been working, um, at the Churchill Downs Training Center. So, here's my thought if this was a poly horse, he would send uh, this horse, obviously, to Turfway, right? They're big purses there. So, he's yep. got two choices either Oaklawn, which he could have, which I suppose is closer, or New York. He sends his horse to New York, where the purses are about the same mccarthy's done well in new york by the way i'm not going to show details but he's run some very nice horses um like independence hall some stake runners in new york and he's got franco on him pete this horse has to be live to me this horse has to be super live i'm only going four seven in the pick five i only like four seven if anyone else beats me in the pick five i'm gonna lose
1: That's fair. I mean, I have the four as an a the four is on my on my ticket. So I agree with pretty much everything you said. And I had a I had really small sample size stats for McCarthy, just that they were positive statistics. And I feel like this is one that, again, in a race where the devil you don't know, again, where it's like, I'm not too impressed with any of the other horses. So if I can get one that maybe looks like has some ability, and with the 170k, looks like it yeah. may have been well thought of, I'll take well, the shot at a first-time starter.
0: As we're coming up on an hour here, let's go do our pick five speed. Again, we want to thank everyone for watching tonight. Stay on this channel because in half an hour we've got Ben and Boozin with Kyle Roscoe in the game, to talk about what happened in the Super Bowl and also the late pick four at Gulfstream on Saturday and the one tomorrow uh, tomorrow night regular time to talk about fairgrounds and crownsway racing. If you're interested in buying horses and getting involved as as an owner, like myself and Pete, uh, watch our show tomorrow night with crownsway racing. Pete, your pick five is two with one five with one, three, five, six, seven, eight with one, three, five, six with four, six, seven, eight. It's a $96 caveman ticket. And you are sealing the pleasure in the first leg.
1: Yeah, that was with a decision I made, even though it's sort of the obvious single I didn't like. It's a short field, too, so you don't want to go too deep. You could almost go all if you don't like that first, the, the, the favorite, and you can drop the favorite. But I figure I'm going to start with that one. Just looks like it's better than the field. The second race, I'm sort of thin. I think there's multiple horses that could win, but I was pretty confident in the one and the five. And then that third leg, I'm just wide open. So I, like I said, I'm going spread. I got some good prices in there. I have some of the lower price horses. And then even in the last two, they were just four deep, which is why I wanted to make sure I singled at least that first leg because I wanted to go deep. We, we talked about the last leg. I like the seven. I'm with you on the four. I don't dislike Spelterini as much as you do. And I have the The six in there who I don't think we really we didn't really touch on, but it was just another a a little bit of a price horse that, again, I think got into a speed duel in that race, but was 36 to one in that race. So, yeah, it was more of a can this horse not get in a duel and get on the lead and maybe do something with that. So at a little bit of a price.
0: However, the sixes sire is Taprit, who is the sire of the horse that I have the biggest piece of through Adelphi. So there you go. So Taprit, by the line. way, the sire <laughs> of Victory Formation, real nice horse who's running on, on Saturday uh, as well. All right, Pete, here we go. Did I single, and if I singled, who? Now, before you ask that question, we got a comment from our good friend from the University of Kentucky, uh, Noah Megger, Howard's got me stumped. I don't want to. I don't want to guess on who my single will be because I want to keep my A in the class. Noah, good idea. But Pete doesn't have to worry about getting graded because he's not my student. So no, no. Pete, what do you I'm think? Gonna, what did I? What did I do? Single, and if I did, with whom? I'm
1: looking. I was looking through. Real c- I say oh, you don't have. The, I don't know if you have the balls to single that five horse in the third leg, do you? Um, that would be oh. where I would go. That would be where I would go if you're trying to be cute. I'll you know, you, you Paul always leg. think
0: I'm going to be cute. I'm not going to be cute, Pete. This might surprise you. I mean, okay. I had a decision. So let me go with my ticket. It's two with one, two, three, four, five, with three, five, seven, eight, with one, two, six, seven, with four, seven. It's an $80 ticket. Pete, here's how I feel. Legs two, three, and four open. I have to spread. I, if I were to single, and you and I both know I'm not singling because I'll play in ABC and have others, but for, for, you know, for the, for the, uh, for this show, um, I'm either going to single the first leg or the last leg. I would single the last leg, but I don't know how good the McCarthy is. And because I don't know, and because I don't think the seven is really that good. I just couldn't make a decision there. And the most logical single to me is the two in the first leg. Now I'm going to use others. Obviously I'd recommend everyone out there to at least Pete, if they're going to play cavemen, at least play a backup ticket. Maybe the first leg you want to single the two, play a small backup with a few others in the first race. You don't have to do a fancy schmancy ABC ticket uh, to, to back up a race, but there's my thoughts. I'm spreading in the, in the middle three. I'm, I'm swinging the Pletcher at the start. Listen, if the Pletcher wins at three to five to start. That's fine. I'll get through the leg. And I really, really only like two in the last. I might use some C's maybe, depending on how big my ticket is on my ABC. But, Pete, I just think that was a weak race that a horse is coming out of. I'm against Spelterini. And I think the only interesting newbie would be obviously the McCarthy. So I'm going to go four, seven in the last leg. Pete, as I throw up the uh, closing scroll banner, any thoughts for Friday specifically for anyone?
1: No, I'll say it's not the easiest card to handicap, but in a race, in a bunch of races where there isn't necessary like that first leg is a standout in a certain respect, but it's not a great horse who hasn't really shown a ton to stand out on the track. So in a sequence like this, if you can come up with, a, with some price plays, I think it's a good one to play. The fields aren't huge, so you don't have to go nuts. And I I would say, personally, I wouldn't spend a lot of money on this sequence just because I don't have a ton of super strong opinions. But I think it's a fun one to play because I think mayhem can happen in a couple of those races just because they're so – the top end of them are pretty weak. So I think anything can happen.
0: Any big carrier like this, Pete, I have to play it. Yeah, and a carry over that. much money in there. And, yes, the field sizes are not big, but I could see – four to one four to one nine to two you know three to five four to one it pays a thousand i mean whatever i mean uh, you can make some money here i would also if your opinions are strong enough Pete, i would recommend people press up if you really like some horses and it's not that expensive play it for a dollar play for a dollar fifty because i don't see this thing paying anything crazy it just the field sizes aren't big enough and the options just aren't enough To get something crazy. The long
1: shots are the long shots in some of these are really bad. So it's hard to get to some of them. It's hard to get to where you look at like some races, you can get to a 15, 20 to one shot. You look at some of the 15, 20s here and they're just bad. And you're like, I don't know if I could see this horse winning, even if all hell broke loose. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that.
0: I got gotcha. Pete, I got to go out and make sure my shovel is, is ready to go and I got the salt ready to go for the uh, snowstorm tomorrow, but we'll, we'll survive. It's going to be in the 40s this weekend. Hope everyone enjoyed our preview of the Pick 5. Again, it's the early Pick 5 on Friday at Aqueduct. Good luck to everyone and make sure you join us uh, at, in about 25 minutes for Ben and Boozen at 9 o'clock Eastern and then tomorrow, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern for our Fairgrounds Pick 5 and Ownership Opportunity with Crownsway Racing. Have a great night, everyone. Take care. Good night.